0: Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China based strategic market research company founded in 2010. My name is David Amerschläger. I am a psychologist and I am the head of psychology at Ho Clinic. I am also an executive coach and a member of the Shanghai International um, Mental Health Association and the British Psychological Society and I am very happy to be here tonight. How can employers monitor the psychological state of their employees during the crisis situations? I think um, the company's leaders' hesitation about flexible work arrangement is often driven by the fear that performance will suffer if employees aren't closely monitored. And and the question we might actually ask here is, is it really the company's job to monitor their employee state of mind, because there is for me a difference between monitoring, which can be perceived by the employee as a means of control and offering support. So to answer your question, I would say monitoring the psychological state is difficult when the employee is hiding and keeping the issues from their employers. And, and that is part also of the private life. I mean, everybody has, has the right to keep stuff for themselves. right? Now I think the first step to raise um, to, to do is, is to raise awareness of the importance of mental balance and the risk associated with distance working. So one of the issues um, is that managers need to be involved in this monitoring if you if you want. Whenever uh, managers or even co-workers see that there might be an issue there should be a process inside of the company to offer support. So a huge step here is to to be able to talk openly about these issues without feeling any stigma. And um, you need to be comfortable enough uh, telling your boss that you have problems. I mean, people are okay calling in sick and to say that they have flu. So why should it be so difficult and creating a feeling of weakness if you say that you're having issues managing your mood or your motivation or your psychological balance in general so i noticed actually that there is for many people something self-accusing or um, some it's like saying that they have that they they're they not able to manage that they are weak um it's it's a sort of a confession or something like that which sounds basically bad and, and which triggers a lot of negative stigma and that is not the case when they're talking about physical health issues when, when somebody calls in for being sick then people say oh poor dear oh yeah take care of yourself and so on but when people say i can't take this anymore i'm, I'm getting crazy I'm, I'm burning out or i want to kill myself because i'm so depressed Everybody will, will scream and say, Oh my God, this person has a problem and so on. So, so why is that in the end? Right. And it, we cannot say that this is because people are more responsible for their mental health than they are for their physical health. If somebody calls in because they have a cancer, because they have a, a very bad lifestyle, because maybe they're, they are, um, smoking or, or drinking too much or something like that. That's also their responsibility. So. Our mental weaknesses is actually what uh, makes us human and and um, I would say give, telling that to the company is also showing that you're not just a robot basically, otherwise uh, you, know, you can also use some artificial intelligence in order, in order to, to, to have something that is always working perfectly and even then maybe there might be some bugs. This actually, this, this, what we feel like is this human weakness is actually what gives us the power to create, to innovate and to connect with each other. Uh, and, and this is what makes the genius, and, and I would say the, added, the real added value of, of a company, basically. And that's the people of the company. And as long as there's this barrier of um, not being able to share these vulnerabilities without fear, I think there's no real possibility to, to actively monitor this. Now, practically, companies have recourse to surveys. Uh, we can have um, support lines, and um, of course, there's also some indicators uh, that that actually can help managers to see if there's a problem. So, for example, the American Center for Disease Control and Prevention has. Um, set out a few clues that helps co-workers and, and managers in, in, in noticing whenever something is wrong. So, for example, if you notice that one of your colleagues is uh, withdrawing or isolating himself, not answering the calls, for example, in this, in this um, setting of home or working from home, or the personality of the person changes, Um, if that person has difficulties focusing or remembering details and and this is something that did not happen before Uh, or if there's for example uh, difficulties organizing thoughts and tasks and if there's some cognitive challenges if the person is slow understanding if there's really big issues focusing on the work at hand or something like that or if you really feel that this person is is never really present during a meeting and always drifting away or something like that that, that might be clues that actually help managers and co-workers uh, seeing whenever there's a problem. But actually, often when, when uh coworkers or the companies being made aware of these issues, it's already too late because uh, that means that this person is already in often a clinical level of depression or burnout or something like that. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email, dx at dashwayconsulting.com.